1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. <laughs> Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. DIGITX.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Check. 12.35
0: Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you the now. The Edmonton Oilers of the Minnesota Wild. Connor McDavid has been involved in the highest percentage of his team's goals since the start of the season, 47.7%. Giroux at 41%. McKinnon in Colorado at 39% on the best line in the league. Johnny Goodrow down in Calgary at 38.1%. And Taylor Hall he picked up three assists last night after beating him. Uh, getting benched the previous game, he had three assists, and then win down in uh L.A. for the Devils, Taylor Hall at 38% as we uh, uh, speak. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we'll momentarily bring Elliot Friedman in from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada. He's their lead insider for Sportsnet. Uh, but not before I tell you that guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Roose Christie's House is now open for lunch Monday through Friday beginning at 11:30. Tell Rebecca and the staff that orders now sent you. And I believe uh, are we good to go with Elliot here? Brendan, what do you got? Well, he's asked for uh, just a couple minutes here so I'm guessing maybe a phone call on the other line something like that, okay, but I'll well, let you know as soon as it happens. Well, can you do something for me then? What's that? Can you queue up a little 5440 riff? You got that happen? Make that happen, and I'll get to some, uh, I'll pull some texts here on our Hort, our Heartland Ford. I was going to say the Horkoff Ford, the Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Uh, the problem is, is when I'm in Roger's place, we have certain passwords that don't allow us access out of the building. And so all my save passwords, I have to recalibrate, and re-enter. Yes, first world problems, I know. On a day in which guys are freezing outside working and I'm complaining about being in a building that has uh, too tough a security. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line out in uh, the wonderful, thriving community of Fort Saskatchewan. From Rocky Mountain House, Bob do you have any insight as to why Doug McClain constantly bashes the Oilers and is very dismissive of Ken Hitchcock as a coach? Uh, seems funny coming from a guy who had no success in the NHL himself. Can't stand him when he's on a panel. Usually you have to change channels. Uh, well, I, I think Doug McClain's pretty good on the air. Uh, he was a general manager in Columbus. A lot of people uh, suggested he hired too many of his friends in Columbus. Uh, Ken Hitchcock gained a lot of uh, power in Columbus, and in fact, if I'm not mistaken, take a look at Hitch's arrival and uh, the departure for Doug McClain, and you might have a little, as I I recall, did, I'm just trying to think back, so Scott Housen replaced Doug McLean in the spring of 07, and then Hitch went into Columbus was it 0809 or 0910? 09, Sometime in around there. But as for why he constantly bashes the Oilers, uh, the Oilers missed the playoffs 11 out of 12 years. That I mean, it's his prerogative to criticize a team that some have said is scuffling around. So he is entitled to his opinion, as a rule of thumb. I mean, if the Oilers are, you know, it's 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 kind of like you're in the Battle of Alberta, right? But you've got to recognize what the Calgary Flames have done. They got a good team. Now, could Edmonton have a better team than Calgary in two years? Yes, they could, because some of their secondary depth that's growing at other levels could get ready to take that step forward. The Flames have uh, mortgaged a bit of the future with with some trades. But right now, there's no question Calgary's got a better team than Edmonton. they got a deeper team, and uh, and Edmonton's got to work to to do to to catch up there. So sometimes you just have to appreciate and recognize the numbers speak for themselves. All right, here we go. Uh, Let's go to uh, the one and only, Elliot Friedman. Elliot, were you on Calgary Radio this morning? Because uh, uh, JJ has texted the show to say that, uh, oh, you weren't on Calgary, so you're doing our show. I don't know what happened there, but I hope you're doing well. Is everything good?
1: Yeah, everything's good. No issues. No issues. Yeah, I, uh, I, I took a, uh, a brief hiatus.
0: Oh, okay. But you're back at it with us today. Yes. Yes. okay well that's great uh hey let's start with I'm gonna say something right now and I'd like to get your opinion on this I think the Toronto Maple Leafs can win the Stanley Cup am I off my rocker
1: no I don't think you're off your rocker I think if it was you know a few years ago we'd probably say that they're not good enough defensively or classically good enough defensively to win but the league is really changing it's harder to defend now um You probably have a better chance of winning by outscoring everyone since, I don't know, the mid-'80s Oilers. Um, You know, I I do think that there's still things they have to work on, like every team. But, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, Mark Messier was in our studio, and he basically said that in the salary cap world, everybody's got a fatal flaw. And how do you overcome that fatal flaw? I think that's very right. Um, like every team, they have their issues, but I think they're pretty good. Um, the one thing I'd like to see them get is a bit edgier. Like that Washington team that won the Stanley Cup last year, that's an edgy team. And and I think I, I would like to see more of that from them, but just based on pure talent, uh, I think they're really good.
0: Well, I mean, you take a look at what they got up front, and, you know, we're having – Make no mistake. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers have scored 16 goals, Elliot, under Ken Hitchcock in the eight games. That's two goals per game. They're 5-2-1. and one. Now, their Guardians have a combined 929 save percentage. In the final eight games for Todd McClellan, he had an 875 save percentage. Yeah. And, and now, I would assert uh, you can make an argument that Ken has limited the A-grade scoring opportunities a bit. And Cam yeah. Talbot would also say he had a tough stretch there, towards the end of the Todd McClellan regime. and We fully expect Todd to end up uh, coaching in the NHL, but the orders do not have uh, near the depth up front that Toronto does. Toronto is loaded at forward, and they're loaded for now. They're loaded for this year. Are they going to have to do something um, come the off offseason? Because, and I'll throw this right at you right now, do you believe Austin Matthews is going to get an offer sheet? Because I think he will get one.
1: I can't see Toronto letting it go that far. Okay. I think they will sign him.
0: Is it going to start at 11? Is it going to start at 12?
1: I, I think it could be around 12. Yeah. I think the Maple Leafs would like to have it lower than that, but might not be. Uh, I'm sure Toronto would love to have it around the 11 range, but it uh, might not be possible. Um, and it, I, I guess it is possible. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, you know, does Austin Matthews want to shave a little bit or not? And uh, because I think you could certainly argue from a market point of view, he could be right up around there with McDavid, no question.
0: Sure, at 12.5, and there are people that thought McDavid might get 13.25 and gave up 750000 a year, and Dry settle got 8.5. So the owners have McDavid at 12.5, Dry settle at yep eight-and-a-half, Arn at six, and Milan and Lucic at six. Yep. And the fans would say, well, three of these things belong together and one doesn't. Obviously, Milan's got two goals in 74 games. That's not how this was supposed to go. The Leafs yep. could have, uh, what's Tavares at, 11 million?
1: He's at 11 million for seven years. This is year one of seven.
0: Okay. So let's just say Matthews comes in at 12. Okay. Okay. What does Marner get?
1: You know, I, I think, again, it, it's all going to come down to is Marner willing to shave a little bit uh, to help the team? Maybe yes, maybe no. I, I can't, you know, be uh, – I'm not in there. I, I don't know what's in his head. But I, I think he's a double-digit player now. I mean, he could finish top five in the league in scoring.
0: So you think he, you mean he's a double-digit player. Are you, are you saying you think he's going to get 10000000 million?
1: I'm saying that I could see a situation where it could happen.
0: Wow, because they've still got Marlowe for another year at 6.25, and obviously now Nylander at 6.9. That's...
1: Yes, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, it depends. Like, what are all these guys willing to do to keep the team together, if anything? I mean, one of the things we've been talking about here, Bob, is that, the league is changing, right? Look who's getting paid now. It's it's the young guys. Yes. And in the analytic world, there's a, the, the argument is made that that's when you should pay guys. So, you know, look at all the guys whose con, whose contracts are up. You know, Patrick Laine, he's, he's he could be a ten million dollar player. Uh, Braden Point, the Tampa guys have tended to take less, but. He could very easily be a ten million dollar a year player. Um, he's got twenty one goals. He's tied for the league lead. Yep. Um, look at all. I mean, look at all these guys. Uh, and and they're. I mean, the league is about to get an unprecedented salary change. Like I went back ten years. Ten years ago, there were thirty teams in the league. Half of the each team's highest paid player was over 30. Um, there were five guys who were their team's highest-paid player who were under 25. One was Ovechkin, one was Crosby, uh, one was Rick Nash. I, I can't remember off the top of my head who the other two are. Now, I think this year I think it's seven who are under 25, and we're going to be over 10 probably next year. Because Sebastian Ajo, you have to think he's going to be Carolina's top-paid player. Yep. Matthews, I think he's going to be Toronto's highest-paid player. And Line A, I think, is going to be Winnipeg's highest-paid player. And so...
0: I got one more know, for you. Who's that? Kachuk.
1: Well, you know you know what it is. It's that um, I think I have to check and see how old Monaghan is. Okay. Because Monaghan is already tied for Calgary's highest-paid player. Yep. and salary this year with Goudreau and Giordano and Monahan's under 25. So Kachuk will be, but I didn't add it to the list of teams cuz Calgary's already kind of there.
0: Okay. Uh, but, El-
1: that, but you're not you're not wrong.
0: Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers courtesy of our friends at the River Cree Resort Casino again. I've got 5440 on December the 29 tickets at ticketmaster.ca. In your 31 thoughts, two coaching situations I want to talk about, one in St. Louis and one in Philly. Yep. Uh, we were just in St. Louis where the chief, Craig Barube is uh, the interim head coach. And you did mention Ralph Kruger as a potential option.
1: I, I meant to use Ralph Kruger as an overall option. Yes. Uh, the, thing that, the thing that jogged my mind was when Doug Armstrong held his media conference the day that Mike Yo was fired, he talked about a long search that included international names. And a lot of the names that people talked about, one of the names that people talk about is Ricard Gronborg, who is uh, Team Sweden's coach, and sure. he's he went to school in the NCAA, played in the United States, so he's a name that gets managed a lot. But when I never, I like to check in with Kruger once a year, because when he coached Team Europe to second place at the World Cup. There were a few teams that looked at him, including Buffalo. Buffalo wanted him to interview when they gave the job to Phil Housley. So I reach out to Ralph Abo once a year, and I ask him, and usually he just says, look, I'm, I'm concentrating on the EPL in Southernton. Um, but he's, his reply was a little different this time. He said, I'm looking forward to finishing this year, and then I will take a look at my future. That's a bit of a different answer from him. Well, they also so that's why yeah. I put it out there, because it sounds like he's going to at least consider it.
0: They also had an ownership change last year, and you yes. obviously know how that works as well. Elliot Friedman joining yes. us. Elliot, Philadelphia, uh, Chuck Fletcher, who uh, was with New Jersey when we were over in uh, Sweden had a chance. He, he, I, we probably interviewed Chuck the most of any uh, general manager in the league outside of, obviously, Peter Shirelli over the last four years.
1: Because he's so
0: easygoing, yeah. So he's a terrific guy. Um, I kind of wondered about Todd McClellan in Philadelphia. I thought, I think that might be a, to me, knowing the personalities of the two guys, I could see that being a fit. Um, Good call. What do you think think on that front uh, regarding the coaching situation with the Flyers with Extol? Or sorry, with with Fletcher.
1: It's interesting because Chuck kind of threw the brakes on it for a little bit. He said that... um, you know, he kind of wanted to come in and see how things went before he made any decisions. Uh, Chuck was not at the board of governors meeting, but a lot of the guys who were there were telling me that the word on Philly is they kind of want to do something. So it sounds like there's a little bit of um, I don't know if it's a philosophical difference. That might be overstating it a bit, Bob. But you know, obviously the Flyers. One of the reasons they changed from Ron Hextall they thought he was not active enough and they want to be more active but I do think Chuck is smart enough to recognize that you know when you're struggling like this they don't throw you a life preserver they throw you an anvil and he wants to pump the brakes on it just for a little bit to get a hold on what he's seeing so and the other thing too is Philly as a team that likes to take big swings that's in their DNA they probably want to hear what Joel Quenville has to say. And I think I could always be wrong about this. Things can always change. But the last I heard about Quenville is he kind of wanted to get through Christmas before making any decisions for this year. So I would get Philly kind of stays the course a little bit uh, until they make a decision on their coach.
0: It's interesting. Uh, There is a team that's made a coaching change, and so far – uh, the, the team has regressed further, and that is the Chicago Blackhawks. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. at the time that they made the uh, deal, uh, made the decision to uh, to fire Joel Coinville, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks had a record, I think, of 6-6-1, six, six and one, and the Blackhawks' record currently is 9-16-4. So uh, by math, that means they've gone 3 7 and
1: three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, that's not good.
0: Well, no, it's not. So on that note, uh, with Jeremy Colleton, the former Prince Albert Raider, obviously Chicago's not going to fire Colleton. They've just no. brought him up from the farm.
1: And they gave him a three-year deal.
0: Yes. How? And, and there, there are some people that think that there was a power struggle there, and I'd be very intrigued to see who's now backing off, taking responsibility for, you know, having blood on the fingers for the firing of Joel Quenville, who a year ago was voted uh, by the players as the coach that they'd most like to play for. How active is Chicago in terms, now that they've made the change of the coach, are they out there trying to make stuff happen on the trade front?
1: I think so. They, you know, they made the one deal with Arizona Schmaltz for uh, uh, the deal they made for Stroman Perlini. Um, I know they had interest in Sam Gagne from Vancouver but the two of them have not been able to close that one. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal there is, but I I know they had some interest. And also, don't forget, Gagne's got a history with Patrick Kane from where they played together in the uh, Ontario Hockey League. So there's some knowledge there. And uh, Chicago was in on Kane in the summer of 2017, or rather, in on Gagne in the summer of 2017 before he signed in Vancouver. So... And I think they're looking, you know, they had their – when they came out and and saw you guys, uh, they had their uh, capologist on the trip. Oh, sorry, after that, they had their capologist on the next trip. They've had a lot of scouts seeing a bunch of different teams. I think they had two guys there when you guys played the Kings a couple weeks ago. Uh, They had three guys to see Calgary and Dallas. They had two guys to see Vancouver and the Kings. Uh, They were in Anaheim the other night and the night before – Bowman went to go see L.A. play at home. So, you know, they're they're doing a lot of recon. Um, but it's the same thing. I, I think they're really looking for defense. I think they really feel they need defense at the NHL level right now. Uh, but it's hard, you know, when you're struggling and you're not doing well, teams aren't that willing to help you. So I, I think they're trying, but... You know, again, it's it's not easy when you're when you're drowning and trying to stay your head above water.
0: Well, Perlini has been awful since going there. He's played six games. He's minus six. He doesn't have a point. He's really struggling. Strom's got three goals and four points. He's got dash four. I think there's something there with Dylan Strom, but yep. we'll have to wait and see. Um, and you mentioned defense, and they, they did take Adam Boquist. You spoke of London. I watched Adam Boquist play with London, and I had to ask myself, is this guy a forward or a defenseman? Like, And knowing, like, London is a powerful junior team, I would be very intrigued to see if a conversation took place between those two organizations, between London and Chicago, because once, obviously, London got uh, Bouchard back from the Oilers, I mean, he's their, he's their guy. He's plus 20 in 11 games, so that's yeah. uh, – because Bolqvist has got a unique skill set, but Elliot—he looks like a rover on the ice. So,
1: you know, it's funny you say that, Bob, because and there is there is a bit of a rumbling going around that London is asking that question too. Like, is maybe is he better suited to play forward?
0: Can <laughs> you imagine?
1: I, I, I have to, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't want anyone to blow this up. I, I really don't. I'm really wary of that right now, um, but. Because I don't follow, you know, I wor- I worry so much about the NHL. I don't yes. really have a chance to watch the Canadian Hockey League too much. But it's funny you mention that because somebody did tell me today that they heard that that kind of a conversation was going on. Mm. And um, I-, I have to check if if Boquist was sat recently too. Like, no, I he missed a
0: game. Them. I don't know. I don't know if he was sat, but he definitely missed a game.
1: Yeah, he missed. He missed a game. I don't know what what happened there. You know, the one thing I always worry about is you don't rush to judgment on kids when they're 19 years old. There's a lot that can change between now and then. You know, generally, though, I I think when you're in the hands of the Hunters, Dale and Mark, you're in a good spot. Those guys know hockey. They they know what they're doing. Um, But it's funny you mention that because I had heard that kind of a conversation was going on about Volkvist as a defenseman uh, in the Ontario Hockey League.
0: Interesting stuff, Elliot. Uh, We'll hook up next week. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining us. Oh, Brendan, do you got any fifty-four forty to go to break? (laughs) Maybe he does. Maybe he does not. There we go. Take care, Elliot. All right, Bob. Have a great week. Yeah, it is 1256 in Edmonton. We're going to tell you that uh, Oilers now has road trips going to Nashville and Vegas. And uh, we will have the airfare, the accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, transportation, a welcome reception, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these road trips and see the orders in Nashville and Vegas. For the Orders now, road trips, call the travel experts, New West Travel, 780 432 7446, or online at newwesttravel.com. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, coming up for Horse Racing in Alberta. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Kerry McCaffrey.